to see where I was and to look back over my family lineage um, to see the diseases that were present um, and things we face as a um, people today, like high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, cancers. Mm. Um, and to work with some of my clients who share the testimony of how changing their eating lifestyle has reversed cancer and diabetes just by the food alone. Um, I have to share it. I have to do this. I have to teach people the importance and why we should do it. Everything in life should have a why. And that what makes you get up every day to do it. So why do you want to eat healthy? That only can be told by you, but you need to have a why and that will keep you committed. So that's why I share it. Welcome to Off the Top, where Black excellence dwells. Today, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. We are honored to be gathering knowledge from a Miss LaShondra Robinson. I need y'all to strap in for this queen because she's a Black female farmer. She's a psychology degree holder. She is a culinary school trained chef. And this queen builds cabinets also. So let's just get into her. Thank you, Miss Robinson, for this moment. Okay, here we are with another episode with Ebony Tree Council off the top where we work to help our kids realize the dreams that they have and help them plan to make that transition from high school into whatever's next in their life. Today, we're in for an amazing treat. I have none other than Miss LaShondra Robinson with us today. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> she is an awesome person and a friend and Man, you guys, I'm not even going to tell you any details just yet. We're just going to jump right into it, okay? So without further ado, how you doing, Miss LaShondra? I'm doing good. Thank y'all for having me, first and foremost. Thank y'all so much. It's an honor. Yeah, it, the honor is indeed ours, man, and we're going to have a, a good time with this one, okay? okay. So what, what I would like to do is just have you, uh, to begin with, just introduce yourself introduce you know the profession that you're representing today and tell us a little bit about your, your mission so i am lashandra robinson um i represent soulful tastings and black farm street they all go hand in hand together um soulful tastings exists because black farm street is, is farm to table so black farm street is all about farming Everything we need is in the palm of our hands. So we take it from the farm right into the kitchen. And then I cook those healthy, soulful meals. Wow. Wow. That's pretty uh, interesting there. And uh, tell us, what what was it that um, led you to the passion of food? So... Um, when I was in my late 20s, um, I went in for a regular doctor's appointment. And they said, we're going to have to admit you. And I was mm. like, what? And they said, well, your, your blood levels, your labs came back and they're at um, stroke levels. So we need to admit you. And I was like, I feel fine. 
And so when they showed me my labs, the good, bad cholesterol was off the charts. Um, all my, my labs was just, my blood work was just bad or high. And so I went to go speak to a nutritionist and they was telling me that, um, they was asking me questions like, what do you like to eat? I said, I don't eat bad. I don't eat fried food, but probably once a week. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, you know, um, that it wasn't about fried food. But growing up, that you know, we was told if you don't eat a lot of fried food, you'll be healthy. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, hey, I only eat fried food maybe once a week, so I'm healthy. And so when we got down to me, what my favorite was, which was burgers and steak, she said, there's the problem. Uh, so I started doing some research because they wanted to put me on medication, but I really didn't want to be on medication one, because I wouldn't remember to take it consistently. And so with research, I learned about veganism, um, and vegetarian lifestyles, and I went full blown vegan. Wow. And so about six months, I went back to the doctor and he said, okay, the medicine is working pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, actually I haven't taken it. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, what do you do? Because your, your labs are great. I said, I went vegan. Nice. And nice. that's what brought me to where I am now. That's wonderful. And so in seeing that improvement in yourself, I guess you had a heart to share it with other people. Absolutely. Um, to see where I was and to look back over my family lineage, um, to see the diseases that were present um, and things we face as a, a people today, like high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, cancers. Mm. Um, and to work with some of my clients who share the testimony of how changing their eating lifestyle has reversed cancer and diabetes just by the food alone. Um, I have to share it. I have to do this. I have to teach people the importance and why we should do it. Everything in life should have a why. And that what makes you get up every day to do it. So why do you want to eat healthy? That only can be told by you, but you need to have a why and that will keep you committed. So that's why I share it. Yeah, and, and it's equally important because in our community, typically we don't have really good habits when it comes to eating because of, you know, how we were raised, you know, and there's nothing against, you know, how we were raised, but, you know, when you know better, you decide to do better. And, and, and giving this information to people in our community uh, helps improve that type of lifestyle. But it's, it's more than that. Would you uh, help us out there and talk a little bit about the other benefits of uh, healthy eating? Uh, other benefits. Oh gosh. Energy. Um, I know before I just would be lethargic, just tired, um, from a regular day. Now I can go, I can go like, forget sleep. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes God got to sit me down and say, yeah. get out somewhere, but I have that energy that cannot be gained. I believe no other way. Uh, other than how I eat. Um, and then as well as like, for instance, um, my skin, people will ask me, what you do to your skin? I'm like, I don't do nothing but wash my face. Um, it's really from the food that I put in my body. If we put life in our body, it will reflect on the outside as well. Um, you feed your body life so that life can come out of you. 
Um, if we so give hold ourselves- Hold on, hold on, right? <laughs> you know, so we have this thing where when we talk to our guests, they always drop nuggets of wisdom. And the one you just said right now, it's worth repeating. So would you mind say that for the audience one more time? So like I said, um, if we feed our bodies life, um, the life will be shown externally as well. Um, there's life. If we feed ourselves dead things, it, dead will reflect in the same way. So if you can balance that um, with some life, your body will say thank you and you will feel the gratitude from life being fed to your soul. Um, that's another thing. Um, your, your, your health, your blood. So going vegan or vegetarian, um, the doctors would have a problem with, for instance, my kids. And so we would have to go to the doctor, get labs done because they don't agree that children should be on a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. Um, hmm. And so That's we have interesting. To, right. We have to get approved per se for our kids to have that lifestyle um, to, to choose that because for the schools, they get funds um, allocated for those that do choose a different lifestyle, eating lifestyle. So for instance, from instead of cow milk, my kids drink coconut or almond milk. Yeah. Well, the school has to provide that because they have funds for um, students who have that approved lifestyle. Um, so that's something. Really? Yes, that's I mean, that's something that's probably not very well known, especially with some of our younger parents that they can, you know, work with the school to get their children the the nutritionist things that they need. But it has to be approved. huh? It has to be approved. Like when we did when I did take them off of pork and beef, mm-hmm. when they would go to school, they have to make sure that my kids are not served pork or beef items and they have to make an alternative. But again, like I said, your doctor has to approve, which means the doctor draws labs, make sure that their levels are in in good standing. And that's the approval to say, oh, they're getting the nutrients and the nutrition that they need. So I approve that they can live this lifestyle. And that's all you need. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Man, this is going to be. So. There's other things about you know, the healthy lifestyle too, and then we'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but I just also want to touch on the fact that, you know, an improved way of eating also helps with our cognition. It also helps with our behavior and our attitude, those things like that. And many people don't make the correlation to that. What we ingest, as you said, putting life into our bodies comes out externally. And that includes the food that connects to our spirit. You know, so just as with our body needs to be healthy with good food, our minds need to be healthy with good food as well. And that's so important for our young kids to really adapt to the way things are evolving right now in our communities. Absolutely. Um, cognitive. Um, let me, I can start with my kids. Uh, my kids will have play dates sometimes with neighborhood kids or friends from school and they would meditate and you can see sometimes the difference of those that can sit still sometimes and those that can't 
And so my kids, they, they educate as well. Mm-hmm. And so they would say, well, hey, maybe you should try this, which is some raw vegetables. They always have raw vegetables on hand, ready for their friends, whether it's celery, carrots, peppers. They cut up peppers a lot, bell peppers. <laughs> <laughs> to share with pepper, their the raw bell peppers are good, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's their candy, right? <laughs> um, but it helps them focus, keeps them centered, um, grounded. Um, I think eating, I believe eating better helps you become a better person mm-hmm. all around spiritually, um, physically, mentally, because, uh, before I couldn't really sit and read a book per se. Mm-hmm. Now, all I want to do is read a book. And I know that's because I've changed a lot of things in my life uh, with number one being the way I eat. That's amazing. That's that's such good information. I got another nugget here. So I'm writing them down as you drop them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, take us back to uh, young LaShondra. So and what I mean by that is what were some of the values that you grew up with that you still hold true to today? Some of the values. Um, oh man, I have some of, oh gosh, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> um, one that, that stays true to me is um, before I even knew um, who God, that there was a God or who any reference of God, because I wasn't raised in a church or um, around a Bible or anything of such. Um, but what my mom would always say to me was, um, give so that you can be given to. And so um, I have a heart to give, servitude. Um, and you can never out be God's giving. So when I give, I already know, hey, this is nothing uh, <laughs> compared to what I receive. So that, that's what I always, in everything I, I give, because it, it always come back. And God is, he multiplies, he don't add. So, that's hey, right. you can't beat that. That's right. Yes, indeed. Amen to that for sure. Man, I love that. And what we try to do is try to help our kids to understand that although you may not really agree with some of the teachings that your parents may lay down, you know, on occasion, there are some things in there to help you build a foundation for who you're going to be as your future self. And, you know, it's always interesting for us to learn that, you know, one or two things that our parents did share with us, stick with us in a positive way. And and that's great. What was school like for you as, as in high school? Oh, in high school. So I dropped out of school when I was 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom passed away. And so upon her passing away, in which I was adopted as well. Uh, so when she passed away, the courts made me go live with my biological parents. And um, that was a hard transition for me. And so I dropped out of school. And I went back to school when I was 16. So I was out for three years. So when I went back, I had to do night school a trade and day school. Oh my, wow. <laughs> In order to graduate uh, with my projected class. And so high school was um, 
challenging. Um, I was in school all day and night and I had a job. So, <laughs> but it, it was, um, it, it was, it was great, especially that I, my trade that I took up was carpentry and cabinet making. So now as an adult, I can build some things and create some things, you know, <laughs> or, you know, so I really enjoy that. Um, and then just learning how to juggle different things in life. I think that actually really helped me in my adulthood as well. Talk about focus, talk about perseverance and talk about endurance. Oh my goodness. Now you're kind of personifying all three of those right now. And I know that there's some young folks out there that have similar stories and walks in life that tend to, you know, take the approach of, you know, the world has handed me a, a bad set of cards. The world has done me something wrong, but it appears like you took a different perspective on that. Absolutely. Um, I have a few things in reference to that um, that I always like to say. Um, if you do not go after what you want, you'll never have it. Mm -hmm. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. And if you do not step forward, forward, you will always be in the same place. So with those three things right there, I think they're going to be applied throughout many things in life. And, um, and that's what gives you your perseverance because you're going somewhere and you have a goal that you're shooting towards, whatever that may be. Um, so we, we have to keep going forward. Nice, nice. What, what goals did you have uh, when you were getting ready to graduate high school? After having put in 300 hours per week? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, initially, I didn't have any goals. Uh -huh. The goal was, I got to graduate. Yeah. I got to graduate. Um, but upon graduating, um, I went into the military um, because I knew I wanted to go to college, mm -hmm. but I could not afford college. Um, out of high school, I was working a job and trying to go to college, but I only could take one or two classes because I couldn't afford a full semester. So I went into the military so that I can go to college full time. Um, and so that's what I did. Wonderful, wonderful. And you already had some advantages with being able to handle the military life. I mean, with that transition from high school, taking regular classes, night classes and working, transition to the military probably wasn't too much of a difficult thing for you. It was, you know, honestly, I, I knew, I did not know anything about the military. Uh -huh. I didn't know what a soldier was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that there was branches. I just know this organization can pay for me to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> and I joined. Yeah. Um, and not knowing that there was gems lying there for me as well. I enjoyed my time in the military and I'll do it all again. What career did you have in the military? Um, I was logistics and supply okay. military. So I'm seeing a, a natural progression here with carpentry, logistics, and now farming. It's the perfect scenario for somebody that can be self-sufficient on several different fronts. Uh, I agree. Um, 
I didn't know that, you know, <laughs> that they all would correlate like this, but now I start to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they all play together hand in hand. Um, some days I have to know how to build. Um, some days I, I need to cook some stuff. Um, some days like for logistics, I have to get product in and product out and how it, how it works behind the scenes. So even with my psychology degree to even understand the mind and just life, it, it all works together. So, yeah. Okay. Psychology degree. Where in God's green earth did you find the time to get a degree in psychology? <laughs> My goodness. So in the military. Okay. Okay. When I joined the military, uh-huh. um, they said, hey, you can go to school full time while you're in the military. You just have to check in. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? So I took advantage of that and I went to school for psychology um, my first year in the military. And that's amazing. That is so amazing. And so now, you know, fast forward us now to you leaving the military and you going on to pursue something else. What was that transition like for you? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it, it, the transition was good. Mm-hmm. Um, upon me leaving the military, I went straight to culinary school. Okay. Um, I knew I wanted to do something. Um, I knew I, I've been cooking all my life, um, even in the military. We was always far from family. So I would be the one to facilitate the meals for holidays. Like, hey, everybody, let's meet over here. I'm cooking. We family. Let's make it what we can make it. So coming out of the military, I went to culinary school and got an associate's in that. And after culinary school, I started a catering company. Entrepreneurship. Man. And so what I want to impress here with our young people in the audience is that you have the ability to achieve whatever you put your mind to. It takes focus. It takes perseverance. It takes faith. And it takes believing in that faith to pursue that purpose. But it's all achievable. You know, the only obstacles that we really have truly you know, or in our environment is, is our mind and who we believe we are. But even the environment, we have a higher power that can help us get around that environment as long as we believe in that. And the faith in God for you and I both is very important in that regard. Absolutely. And I also want to say to our young people, most importantly, you have to believe in you. Uh, believe in you. Um, there is so much that you hold inside your vessel as a being that only you possess. Um, there is nobody like you. Um, and that's what makes you uniquely different. You have something that can impact your home, neighborhood, or the entire world. So if you see something, grab a hold to it and go after it, you know, like your life depends on it because you possess greatness you really do you really do wonderful thank you for sharing that and it's a great great segue too uh you know in the interest of full transparency i'm all i'm gonna share with the audience that lashandra and i are part of a group uh, a collective if you will that purposes eradicating generational poverty 
and, and it's a passion for all of us. And there's about five organizations represented in that group. And I know for Ebony Tree Council, the important thing for us was to help reshape our kids' minds by showing them and sharing with them you know, how wonderful and beautiful they are. And it's, it folds in really nicely with uh, the need for a better lifestyle in terms of eating, in terms of self-sufficiency in our communities and everything. And so what I wanted to ask you right now is with that you know, collective in mind, what, what kind of potential do you see in terms of impact for us? Um, the impact I see is us um, changing the way things have always been and us growing into a future of um, expected harvest. Mm -hmm. And I use the word harvest because um, harvest can be um, a multiple, a multitude of things. Um, it, it, it holds value. So with all of us coming together um, as a collective, as a team, as a unit, um, it will impact people that we won't even know we impact, but because of togetherness and because of the heart to do what we do, um, uh, for not for ourselves, but for others and for our children's children, um, I think that is going to produce, um, a magnitude of growth and, um, to, to, to provide a gateway for generational wealth um, in health, um, which is very needed in our communities. Now you put that so eloquently, that was just you know, right on point there. And that's everything that we're hoping to do with our you know, collective in terms of changing, you know, not just individuals, but communities. Absolutely. So what's next for you? Oh gosh, what is next? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Let me see. Oh. Mayor, Senator, <laughs> Governor. Let's see here. Where are we going? Um, I want to be the voice for those that um who may feel they don't have a say. Mm -hmm. Um a say in their own lives, a say in their health. Um, the voice for children. Um, a lot of people do not know the rights for their, your children have rights as well. And since some of them cannot speak for themselves or speak up to um, people above themselves, we have to be that voice. Um, my kids um, have uh, a, a, health, a good healthy lifestyle and even when we talk about immunizations, um, my kids are exempt. They've been exempt for the past six years of their lives. Um, and every state has an exemption. So, and my kids are healthy. Um, they don't get sick um, and they live a well-balanced lifestyle. So I want to be that voice for them. Um, my, my daughter was diagnosed with ADD, then ADHD at the age of four. Mm. And um, that's what brought about me saying no to everything. Let's try this in a different holistic way. 
And my daughter is not ADHD or have ADD. Um, just some other things needed to be implemented and it had nothing to do with medication. So I want, I want to be the voice for those that can't speak. I want to be the voice, the voice for women who are in bad and domestic situations and they know it and to help them to see that there is light and there is life out here so that we can be better people. So, yeah. So cool. So cool. And, and there's a lot to unpack in what you just said there. And I'm going to step and touch on just one of those. And that's the medication and how our communities are, you know, always used in a way to push medication because medication, a dependency on medication translates to a dependency on a whole lot of other things once you get into that cycle. So now you're, you're, you're stuck in terms of you know, insurance in terms of employment, in terms of a whole lot of things, because some company has decided that, you know, you need medication to, to live and, and food is life and, and life is what's going to heal us, not the medication, because that's a synthetic. There's a lot of things that surround, you know, how the, the pharmaceutical industry plays upon, not just our community, but the world at large, but we're particularly talking about our own community right now. So that's what's most important. And then the story that you're sharing, you know, your, your dream to help other women see that they have a light and they have purpose outside of a relationship is it's so empowering and so wonderful. And I know that's something that we're going, you're going to fold into everything that you're doing already. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even at the farm, there's solitude and that's life It's nothing but life out there. Rather you rather man tend to it or not the life there, things die and they grow without the help of anyone. So being out there, um, bringing youth out there, they say, Oh my gosh, it's so quiet or it's so peaceful. So nature has something for you. Um, even if you don't know, it does. Nature has something for you. Soil has something for you. Life is in your hands. And that's what I believe nature gives us. Um, life is in your hand. Put your hands to it and just watch what is birthed from it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. That's wonderful, man. That's so amazing. And the other thing I uh, just wanted to uh, touch base on very, very quickly. I got so excited. I want to ask you, what's a typical day like with for you at the farm? Because I forgot to ask that question earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so at one particular farm, so when I get there, I park, you can and I have to go turn on a well. Mm -hmm. So some people say, you you go, you know, get buckets of water. You I'm like, no, you know, it's 2021. We don't have mm -hmm. to do that no more. <laughs> it's electric, it's electric. Mm -hmm. You just got to go turn the power on and the water is sourced from the well. Mm -hmm. um, so I take a walk. It's about, um, I want to say maybe a four minute walk up from the farm to the well. And as I take that walk, I reflect and see what I expect for my day. Um, I hone in on the moment. Um, sometimes we have to stop and see what that moment has for us. Um, so I walk, turn on the well, a farm, whatever that is, whether it's planting, plowing, 
weeding, whatever it is um, that I'm farming with the produce for today, or whether it's harvest. Um, and that, that, that time goes by fast. It'll be four hours before you know it. And you're like, dang, I still got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sometimes I just have to back up and say, okay, that's it for today because I got to go put on one of my other hats and, mm. and hone in on that. So that's the day on the farm. It takes a, a lot of discipline, but it sounds like, you know, you have that mastered right now, how you're able to you know, set your priorities for the day and then focus on just those priorities. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't like that before. You know, anytime we embarking on something new, we got to get a groove for it. Mm -hmm. So before I would be tired and unbalanced, not knowing how I was going to move forward, but you have to just sit down, write it down. I tell everybody to write everything down to make it plain. And so what can I do to better structure my day? I got to allocate this time for farming. I got to allocate this time for um, advocating, um, this time for, for all my other hats that I have to put on, including motherhood. Um, but family time is important to me um, and definitely important to my kids. So I always make sure we set a time, family night, movie night, on specific days because sometimes farm life is 12 hours a day you, mm. you just never know what the farm has for you today um so when i have those 12 hour days i always know come around tuesday it's family time and let's do it that's right let's do it <laughs> and, and i like that you you set out a couple of different things that are really really important for our kids to understand too is write it down and make it plain you know, yes, you have an idea and a plan in your mind, but nothing beats being organized and, and having a plan and submitting that plan and, and following that, you know, as you're allowed to follow it instead of trying to catch everything as it comes to you. Absolutely. Very important. So we're in this one stage of our interview now where we asked a couple of reflective questions. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you is, uh, knowing what you know now, what would you uh, share with your 22-year-old self? Um, something I would share with my 22-year-old self would be, uh, it's okay to breathe. Mm. I have learned to breathe. Um, so let's talk about the definition of breathing. That's inhaling and exhaling. And before I think without us knowing I, I would I would hold my breath trying to do this and do that um, and not just taking in the moment to breathe when I'm frustrated you know I can just breathe to help my my nerves and my anxiety just calm down that it's okay I can tell myself it is going to be okay you know of course it's good to hear others tell us that it's going to be okay but I would tell my 22 year old self, it's okay. And you are right where you need to be. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. So good. So good. And so now we're, we're down to the last little bit. And uh, what I'd like to do is just uh, give you the floor and let you share a few more nuggets that you want to share with the audience. Okay. Um, I would say, um, Wherever you are in life, start where you're at. Don't wait until you have it all together. Um, you'll never have it all together. 
when you you chasing out the purpose and your dreams, um, you'll get it as you go. I didn't know um, a lot. I knew how to cook, but culinary school taught me things that just everyday cooking does not. So just start where you are. It, it doesn't matter if you don't know everything. Um, you'll either learn it or you'll be connected to those that know more than you um, so that you can learn from them as well. Uh, always have an open mind to receive and learn. Um, the best teacher is the student. So be willing to be the student so that you can be a teacher as well. Um, it's really important to start where you're at. Start where you're at. Do not wait. Do not delay. You do not have to be in a perfect place to get to where you want to go. The perfecting comes along and at the end, but start where you at because it makes it all that much more worth it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I did it. I, I did it. I didn't know anything. And now I know a little bit by a little bit. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's, that'd be a good pat on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, don't allow your current circumstances or situation to deter where you see yourself later on in life. Let your imagination run wild. I mean, wow. If it sounds crazy to you, you on the right track. If it's easily attainable, think beyond that and, and write it down again and go back to the drawing board. Let it be something crazy, something somebody never thought of, something that has never been seen in your family. Um, you do it, you make it happen. And it will be a seed that's planted that will be, that will continue to grow and grow and grow beyond after you've even left. So make sure you keep that in mind as well. Um, Think before you speak. (laughs) Think before you speak. (laughs) Tongue, the tongue, the tongue. (laughs) Tongue, the tongue. Yes. I say, don't make promises when you're happy. Don't reply when you're angry and don't decide when you're sad. Mm. So that goes along with think before you speak. Um, Sit in it, breathe, take a moment to really see, you know, what's going on with you. Um, Sit in your emotions. It's okay to be experiencing five emotions at one time. But before you speak, when you're experiencing those five emotions, think about it. What is it really is what these five emotions telling you? Mm. Um, so speak to yourself. It's okay to speak to yourself. Um, your mental health matters. Um, you matter. So you, you have to make sure that you sit with self and look yourself in the mirror and say, is this who I want to be? And um, I think you'll get an answer in the end. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard from Miss Lissandra Robinson, entrepreneur, chef, farmer, all around wonderful person and full of wisdom. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. We truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. All righty. Okay. Okay, I told yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. strap in. She's a gift. Mm-hmm. So appreciative of her knowledge and what she brings as an example 
for how we can grow as a community, as people. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you, Robinson. Yes, Miss LaShondra, thank you so much. Okay. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this part. <laughs> what did she say that, that really stuck with you, that, that made you say, wow? Okay. I know you want to say it, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what you want? Stop it. <laughs> there Stop were so it. many nuggets in this yeah, conversation. There were so many. Uh, and it's not tough to choose from. So what I will stick with is the journey, God's journey for her. If you were to look at each piece individually and separately, you could see no rhyme, no reason to why she had the experiences and the education that she did. But now seeing it all come together in the person that yes. she is today, you can see why God had her go through those different paths to the journey. Yes. So yes. It's, it's really wonderful to see it all, you know, from a big picture perspective. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'm going to say uh, something that, that really resonated with me is when she said, Everything in life should have a why. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that why mm -hmm. will hold you accountable. It will make you get up and continue because of that why. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah. Um, what, okay. was, what was your <laughs> next one? Because okay. she was okay. dropping a lot. She was so giving us a lot. The, the one that has been most impactful for... Me, I'm going to say us. Yes. Uh, is this comment that she makes is that if you put death into your body, death comes out. Yes. If you put life into your body, life comes out. Yes. And the context was food. But if you think about everything that we have happens in our life, whatever yes. we take in, our thoughts, the content, everything, yes. if it's death, then regurgitate that death. But if it's life, then we regurgitate that life. Yes. Powerful. Yes, that was powerful because I immediately started thinking about really what and how I ate mm -hmm. when I was coming up. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I was eating death, and so I was a little unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, I can say as we have transitioned to eating better, mm -hmm. we are feeling better, thinking clearer, mm -hmm. moving differently. We are driven um, by what we consume. So yeah, that, that resonated with me. Yes. By the way, got rid of another med. So yes, Ooh! this journey is real. It's the real. journey is real. Yes. Um, so let's talk about the numbers. Wait, 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 uh -oh, wait. Okay, okay. I got okay, one more okay, thing. Okay. Let's lay it on Because I think this was some really uh, a good <laughs> one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's good, baby. Um, But this, this one was really good uh -huh. as it relates to our children. Okay. Healthy eating. Yes. And what the role of the school is. The role of the school. Absolutely. Yes. So I wanted to really make sure that we push this particular piece of information she shared that a school if your child is vegan and that diet has been supported and approved by their pediatrician they must provide your child with that diet 
Talk about hidden facts. Hidden facts, wow. baby. <laughs> so go and get your pediatrician to get your kids' uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> labs done. Make sure they have a great baseline after being, you know, a healthy eater. Or if they're a healthy eater, get that baseline done. And then you go in with your paperwork. Get your kids eating right at school. Don't nice. be scared no more. That's right. That's okay. Right. Okay, that's what I had to throw out there, Miss mm-hmm. Griffin. I'm really glad you put that out there. Yes, yes. Okay, so. So. Can we talk about the can numbers? Can we talk about the numbers? <laughs> okay. All right. So in this, because LaShondra is a black female farmer, mm-hmm. we had to, to go through a thing or two to get some of these numbers as it relates to her beautifully unique um, position. So for female farmers, the average salary is $25,899. That's that's not a lot because that's some back-breaking work, but it's rewarding Mm -hmm. in in so many other areas, okay? Um, Only 27% of farmers... Or female. Okay. Okay. Uh, About how many total farmers are there out there? Uh, total farmers, 3.4 million. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But of that 3.4 million, 1% is of color. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's hard to believe. That's interesting. Yes. I wonder, has it always been that way? No. No. Uh, In the 1920s, there was close to a million black farmers. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. To think that it dropped down to 1%. That's about 960,000 black farmers that are no longer producing. It just vanished. Wow. Land and all, we don't know, mm-hmm. they're gone. <laughs> so, But it begs it, the question, though, why food? Yes. And that's the other thing, the food. We have to start thinking about how things are intentionally done. Yeah. You take away healthy food that sustains Mm -hmm. one's body, you start to make an unhealthy community, which then you can start applying labels, different things. So, whew. Yeah, when you think about it too, the actual farmland is capital. Yes. That's the foundation of generational wealth. Yes. And so, yeah, that 960 could have, Easily been doubled or tripled by now, mm-hmm. by all standards. Um, even in uh, 2010, there was only 0.95%. Mm. And we've only had a 0.5% growth That's heavy. up to 2019. That's, That's heavy because mm-hmm. we need healthy food. In a in an era where there's a lot of talk about food deserts in our communities, mm-hmm. when you think about how over nine hundred and sixty thousand potential 
producers mm-hmm. have been removed from the system. That says a lot. That says about where we are. A lot. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this. Mm-hmm. There is a negative 1% growth rate for this. There are only 215 openings. We only uh, make up 1%, but yet we are the ones who need the healthy, sustainable food more than most because of the historical journey of food and our culture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, this has I, been really enlightening. This one was a, this one was was connecting so many dots. But I will say, it, it definitely goes to what our mission is at Ebony Tree Council. Yes, to make healthy communities, yes. to make cognitively strong and clear leaders for mm-hmm. the next phase of this journey. We're Absolutely on. right. So well said. You. <laughs> okay. Um, so as we close up this episode today, we want to say thank you, Lashandra Robinson, mm-hmm. and all the knowledge yes. that you dropped on our listeners today. We are honored and we are humbled because we need more of you. Absolutely. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our listeners. And we are, are listeners supported, so your support enables us to do more for the community. So we thank you up front. Yes. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And subscribe. <laughs> so we can get those ratings up as well. And as always, as always, we will continuously go deep for the culture. Listen, learn, connect. You got that this time. See you next time. See you next time. You have been listening to Off the Top, where Black excellence dwells. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment below, share with your friends and family, and come back for the next episode, where we will continuously provide usable, tangible, life-shifting information.